Hello, everybody. Welcome to KT Confidential episode 190, where I, Millie, a Gen Zer, will be asking Ariel a whole bunch of questions about the market, first time buyers, renters, smart investment opportunities, and what to do. Stay tuned. Here we go. What's up, TikTok? Episode 190 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. My co-host today, we're going live for the first time on TikTok. Send us your questions. Uh, Millie is our Gen Zer that's going to oh, yeah. be asking me how many questions? So many, like 20. 20, 20 questions. 21, actually. Rapid fire. I have no idea what these questions are. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Tune in, ask questions. Here we go. I'm going to pass the camera off to our media department or the phone off to the media department. Hello. Flip this camera. Can we do it? Can we flip while we're live? Yeah. Are we on TikTok? We are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tap flip on the top right corner of camera screen. No, that's that's the, the power one. I don't want to turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> We'll be back with the uh, proper flip of the camera. Apparently, you cannot flip the camera mid-live stream here. We did not know. So, uh, good good time to follow Cormendi Trot on TikTok <laughs> so you don't miss out on our upcoming live video, which starts in 30 seconds. Okay. Uh, welcome. Thank you. Millie P. That's to me. the podcast. Mm -hmm. So, Millie, for those of you that don't know, she is our client concierge slash administrative catch-all. She does a little bit of everything for our team. And um, she's also the youngest. I am. The youngest on the team. Sure I am. I'm 21, everyone. 21. 21. <laughs> it's still an age where you can actually tell people your age. I can. <laughs> 21. She is the youngest on the team. Yep. Classified as a Gen Zer. So I'm totally out of this stuff. Mm-hmm. What age bracket, what years do you have to be born in to be a Gen Zer? So Gen Z is 1997 to 2012. So that whole range is Gen Z. The rest of it is like pioneer days. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. So I don't, I don't know where I fit in, <laughs> uh, but it's certainly not in the Gen Z mm -mm. Uh, time frame. Mm -mm. So Millie had this idea because she's 21 and works for this big real estate team and has yes. real estate ambitions. Millie is actually taking her courses to get licensed as a realtor. Mm -hmm. And she's learning the ins and outs of our business. I am. But would also like to be a homeowner. I would. I, someday I would like to be a homeowner. So, so. Is, it, is it okay if I disclose your current relationship a little bit? Go ahead. Because um, her partner, Nick. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's going to watch this. Oh, so he I'm better be. Him, he I'm giving be. him a shout out. <laughs> Woo! Her and Nick have been together for more than three years. Yes. And Nick is wrapping school up shortly. Mm -hmm. Millie's got her career job all, all in the works yep. and uh, lining up for bigger and better things. And at that stage in your life, you want to move out of mommy and daddy's home. Yes. As soon as possible. <laughs> yes, as soon as possible. Uh, we've all been there, trust yes. me. Oh, I bet. But would also like to be a homeowner. Yeah. So Millie's going to ask me something we've never done before, 
by the way, Adrian couldn't be here today, but this was this was discussed. This whole yeah. topic was discussed yeah. of being a Gen Zer and what it's like to purchase real estate, to want to purchase real estate. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that's the path we're going down with your questions. Yes. I have a good chunk of questions to ask you. Yeah, there's there's a lot I can see. I'm I'm not reading it. Don't worry. I can't read backwards that far. Good. Uh, but I can see she's got a whole she's been she's prepared. Like oh, yeah. this is way more prepared than any other podcast that we've done. Oh. All 188 episodes previous to this were kind of, you know, maybe some scribble, some scribble notes, right. but not that intense. So no. we're gonna get through all these questions. TikTok. If you are listening and you've got some real estate questions, specifically if you're a Gen Zer and you want your question answered, um, chime in. And for those of you watching and listening to this edited, um, yeah, we're live on TikTok. So maybe this is something that we'll do in the future as well. Something that I'm pretty, you know, skilled on. Yeah. Maybe not you guys, but I am. Hey. So. Oh, that was a shot. I know. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry. I think we do. (laughs) I think we do have more followers than you on TikTok. Oh my gosh! Okay, you do. But um, Um, mm -hmm. so before we get into your questions, yeah. I mean, I I told everybody a little bit about you. Do you want to give give the viewing audience your origin story? Maybe how you ended up at KT. For sure. So um, my name's Millie. I'm 21 years old. Um, I was in school for about three years. And then I said, you know what? I was in for teaching and I said, I just, I don't think it's right for me. And I got the idea of real estate. And I came across the Cormandy Trot team, thankfully, and got a job as client concierge. Um, and in that time I was taking my courses. So I just thought this is perfect step for me to get my foot in the industry and figure out what it's all about. And you guys have helped me along the way. I'm so grateful for it. Um, I live in Milton from Toronto. So I'm downtown city girl. Yeah. I just found this out and I know most of our staff pretty well, you Mm -hmm. know, Flo, I don't know a whole lot yet because I was (laughs) off sick just after she started. (laughs) Um, and, and she's always knee deep in the production aspect of, well, this podcast, she's doing a fantastic yeah, job. The she podcast is. looks looking <laughs> great. Um, but I just learned this about you maybe a week ago or so, oh um, that you grew up really downtown Toronto. Mm-hmm. Like the, off of off of the Esplanade somewhere there, yeah, you're saying. Yeah, the St. Lawrence Market area was my stomping grounds until I was about 13 when we moved to Milton because my parents wanted more of a suburban lifestyle. Um, but I really wish I didn't leave. I mean, I love Milton, but I still want to be downtown. Well, it's not that far away. Like well, you can have yeah. many trips. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I went to um, – the last Maple Leafs game, game seven mm-hmm. at uh, Scotiabank Arena. And I stayed downtown and I uh, met a buddy on the Esplanade and I was telling you the story and you said, yeah, I just lived right around the corner from there, which is, mm-hmm. I, I think is really cool. I went to the St. Lawrence, the story started, I went to the St. Lawrence Market because my buddy was running behind mm-hmm. and I sat down there and I had some fresh oysters while I waited for him. Right. And I love the St. Lawrence Market. I also love 
the area. Fresh oysters. Right. <laughs> um, so you actually went to school on the island and boated yes. from mainland Toronto to the Toronto island to go yep. to school. Every single day. Which I think is crazy. Yeah. So we would take the ferry, which is the big boats that you take across Lake Ontario. Thanks for elaborating on what a ferry right. is. Right. Some of you, you know, might suburban know. people might not know what it is. So I'm just letting you know. <laughs> Um, and we would go literally every single day, Monday to Friday at 9 a.m. So what happens in the winter? <laughs> the boat's going right through the, the ice. Wow. There's no stopping. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, there's no stopping. You're going to school. So then we would take our bus after we got to the island all the way to our school. So we went to Ward's Island on the ferry and then drove to Center Island. So you know where Centerville is? Yes. Yeah, right down the street. So was that school the designated school that you had to go to because where you lived? No. So I had a school actually attached to my building, my apartment that I lived in with my family. But my mom wanted me to go to a little bit more of a better school, especially in the area that time. Let's see, it paid off a little <laughs> bit more of a better school. Just a little bit, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so she always wanted to go to the island school herself and said, you know what, she couldn't. So she decided to put her only child, me, into that school. Spoiled. Yeah, very. Was that a, pr- a private school? No, no, public okay, school. Public school. Public school so they forged some documents to get you Just in a there. little bit, yeah, right. just a little bit. My name might not have been Millie. It's, okay. it's fine. Do a lot of people, so side note, mm-hmm. your name is spelled M-I-L-Y. Yeah. And I think when I first interviewed you, which was a Zoom call, mm-hmm. I may have called you Miley. I don't know. I think but you have. Does that does that happen <laughs> a lot? Every single day. Right. Every day. And I there's no E in my name, so I don't know where they're getting the, the E from. But it's a lot. So I mean well, I wish no I was double L and there's no, no. I E, so I know. mean I wish I was as successful as Miley Cyrus, but right. not yet. All right. Not are we yet. gonna get to your questions? We better, yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's okay, go. so the whole gist of all of my questions are basically to help Gen Z out with your advice. Okay. To see how we can so the goal the of episode estate. 190 mm-hmm. of KT Confidential yeah. is to help Gen Zers out with real estate advice. Yes. There you go. Exactly. Okay. So, Glad I could be of service. Yeah, thank you. So the first question that I have yeah. is I know you have two little boys at home and they are young. Um, so I wanted to know your advice for them to help them be in a comfortable position when it's their time without your help. No help from you, what would your advice be to them? Um, Because I know some people don't always have help. So my kids are five years old. Mm -hmm. So that's probably, that's (laughs) I haven't thought about this yet. (laughs) So I think actually a lot of younger people are going to get help Mm -hmm. from family. Right. Parents and grandparents specifically, mm-hmm. because they are building up so much equity, specifically in real estate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the old saying, you can't take it with you, right? right. Like, you're of not, course. you're going to die and you're going to leave it all behind. You might as well help a kid out that's in your family to enjoy it. Right. Um, I'm not really going to have advice for my kids on how to get real estate. I'm going to have advice on how to be able to 
get to that level. Right. And I think that's a process that happens over time because I can think back to when I was your age and I had a full-time job and I was making money. Mm -hmm. Much like you, I was spending money on stupid shit. I was spending money (laughs) on Starbucks and McDonald's and, you know, buying the new $100 sweater instead of the new $20 sweater at H&M. Right. Um, So I think young people in any generation have always been heavy spenders, a good portion of people. Yes. You know, we all have that friend that didn't go to the clubs and the parties and didn't drive the nice car and all that, and they just hoarded their money, Mm -hmm. and then they ended up buying a condo at the age of whatever, 25, 26, Mm -hmm. but they own real estate, but they were miserable leading up to that date. Well, maybe not. Maybe not miserable, but they didn't spend. Right. Uh, I think for me, uh, for my kids, I see opportunities for real estate outside of where they might live. And you might ask questions that are are going to lead me down this path, but you don't have to live in the real estate that you own. Right. Okay. You don't. Like mm-hmm. if you live in Mississauga, in Oakville, in Toronto, in wherever, in the GTA, mm-hmm. you probably are not going to be able to afford something to live in. You're not going to be able to buy a piece of property to live in it. Mm -hmm. Especially knowing you Gen Zers have very, well, you specifically, (laughs) you probably want the nice hardwood floors and the granite countertops and the stainless steel appliances. Like when you're in our listings, it's always the beautiful listings. You're like, oh, "Oh, I could see myself here. For sure. Right. 100%. It's not the ugly ones that need a total renovation that you say, oh, I want to yeah. buy this. Yeah, right? no. So, but I also don't want to live in Timbuktu. Well, that's my point. Mm-hmm. You can buy real estate right now in, well, there's a lot of places in the country. It doesn't even have to be yeah. in our province. Like I've been saying for a while now, I think uh, Prince Edward Island. Mm-hmm is a fantastic place to invest in and a beautiful, beautiful province. Right. And you can still buy real estate pretty affordably in that province. So, and even in the United States, although it's harder to own real estate and it's got more headaches, but there's other places other than when you where you want to live. So yeah. you rent where you want to live, whether it's King Street in Toronto mm-hmm. or wherever. Right. Main Street in Milton, mm-hmm. um, and you buy maybe in Windsor, maybe in right. well, London, maybe in <laughs> Acton. I don't know, but there's yeah. other places that become affordable. Right. So I'm going to teach my kids that as long as you own real estate, that is going to be your best investment long term. But I'm also going to teach them how to have lots of streams of income. And I think that's really important to owning any real estate at any point in your life. You can't rely on just one stream of income. Mm -hmm. And for me, you know, obviously we have our real estate business where we 
help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate, and we earn commissions on that. Mm -hmm. We also have our property management company, which manages a whole bunch of residential and now commercial properties. Right. And we get some monthly revenue on that. But one of my passions is flipping things, buying and selling and flipping, and, mm -hmm. and I do that as a hobby, and it does earn me income on the side. And it's not a lot. Right. So side hustles. Side hustles. Okay. Side hustles are, are, well, they're very relevant and prevalent now, but I think going forward, there's going to be a lot of people that are just entrepreneurs by heart or want to be entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. yeah. And whether you're making money on Instagram, TikTok, you're making money as an influencer, you're making money on Shopify, eBay, yeah. whatever, there's opportunities um, to earn more money and you put that money inside instead of spending how much the so you go to McDonald's every morning for an iced coffee. Yeah, every single morning. And sometimes you add in a Starbucks later in the day. Right. On the occasion. And you also get takeout food. <laughs> yes. Quite a bit. I hope my mom doesn't watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell her you're on the podcast. Um Okay, so that iced coffee at McDonald's, how much is that every morning? Well, currently it's dollar drink days, so it's a dollar. But usually I'm going to say it's like 250 max. 250. Yeah. Well, a dollar's not too bad. No. But if you work 220 days in a year, yeah. That's $220 you would have saved. Mhm. Mm over a 5-year period, that's 1100 bucks right there. Right. And that's just on coffees in five years, right? Yeah. That doesn't include your Starbucks and your take McDonald's out. takeout. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, and other guys. Not so, just so answer to question number one, uh, teach the kids multiple streams of income, always have money coming in. Okay. And uh, you don't have to own real estate and live in it. You just have to own real estate. Awesome. Great question. Thank you so much. So my second question, um, I know that in this generation nowadays, and I know even for myself, I, you know, when I'm just scrolling through my phone, I have apps, um, real estate apps that have, you know, listings on them, not necessarily realtor.ca, for example, but there's like apartments.com, Zillow, Zolo, a whole bunch of other meep, stuff. Meep, meep, meep. <laughs> yes. So how reliable are those? I, that was me bleeping right. all of those. <laughs> They do not sponsor this podcast in any way, shape, anything. or form. We do not condone <laughs> them. So just other apps and websites that have listings on them, how reliable are those? Like, do you think, uh, would you rather someone get an actual realtor? Realtor.ca is really reliable. Right. Um, except it is a little bit, there is a lag. And you should know this because you input a lot of our listings. Mm-hmm. So when we hit send on our end yeah. for that listing to go live on the real estate boards, mm -hmm. it does not show up on realtor.ca or any other website mm -hmm. for a period of time. Right. That period of time is not um, written in stone. It depends on how many other listings are being loaded into the system. Is it a mm -hmm. Friday afternoon versus a Monday morning? Is it a Wednesday morning? Whatever how many are getting loaded in, and it depends on the board too. Different boards have different lag right. times. So, right. so if we hit send on the board listing right now, you as the general public, whatever app you're looking at, 
might not have access to it for a few hours. Mm-hmm. So in that period of time, if you're in a hot seller's market and you're waiting for the dream property to come up that you know other people are also waiting for, yeah, only realtors will have access to it immediately. Right. So, so me as just a regular person on my couch won't necessarily see it. Correct. Unless right. you've hooked up with a realtor that has given you kind of the behind the scenes access yeah. and set you up on um, on an email alert or if they set themselves up on an email alert and they're just notifying you right away, whatever it is. Okay. Um, but the public sites, the public apps, um, they're a little bit lagging in time. Same thing with sold, um, sold postings. You might not know that the property is sold, on, especially if it's conditional. Um, you might right. not know that it's sold for, for days until that transaction is, is firm and complete. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some good apps out there, but Realtor.ca is the most reliable because it feeds in the information from all of the boards across Ontario and across the country. Right. So it doesn't matter if an agent in Tilsonburg is listing the property in Mississauga under mm-hmm. a different board. Realtor.ca will still capture that and you'll see it. And then you know who to contact. Like the listing agent info is all is all there. All there. Which leads me into my next question are what are the benefits of having a real estate agent help you? As a first time buyer or renter, do you think it's better to have an agent with you looking at homes, taking your factors in to what you want? The or- fir- yeah, the first thing you should know is as a buyer, it mm-hmm. typically won't cost you any money to hire a realtor. Okay. You as the buyer are not paying the realtor any money or their brokerage any money to assist in the purchase because mm-hmm. their compensation is from the listing brokerage. The listing brokerage goes under contract with the seller mm-hmm. to pay the listing brokerage a, a remuneration for the transaction And if there is another brokerage, i.e. the buyer's brokerage involved, Mm -hmm. the listing brokerage compensates that buyer brokerage for bringing the buyer in and and consummating that deal. So you as a buyer, you don't pay anything to have an agent help you. Okay. So why would you pull your own wisdom tooth out Mm -hmm. if you could go to the dentist and get it done for free? Okay. And do it early in the process. So yes, find somebody that's a licensed agent, more or less in your area, that knows the area that you want to buy in. Okay. Find somebody you connect with, right? Because you're Mm -hmm. not going to want to do business with somebody you don't like or don't respect or don't think you're going to get along with because it is a process. For sure. And do it early in the process so that person can help educate you as you go. Right. Um, So that's a really, really important part of the process. And then a mortgage agent. A mortgage agent and a real estate agent are going to be your two most important people in that process. Because the mortgage agent's going to get you the money. Mm -hmm. The real estate agent's going to help you spend it. Right. And the three people, yourself and the two agents are the ones that are going to help 
Right. Get you your keys. Right. My first key. That's right. Completely get it. Um, I know you touched on it before and the first question that I asked, but what's your take on renting or buying? Does it really is rapid fire? Yeah. Does it, does it like depend on someone's financial situation? Does it depend on the market? What's your take on that? What do you mean? Should you rent or buy? Yeah. Well, obviously you should buy if you can afford it. Right. But that's at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to is the dollars and cents. Right. So going back to your first question about, Mm -hmm. you know, advice to to kids, um, if you can't afford to buy where you want to live, then you buy where you can afford. Okay. And if you can't afford to buy, period, Mm -hmm. um, then you have to find financial ways to make that affordable. Or and it might home. not and and it might not be today it might be in 2 years 5 years whatever mm-hmm. yeah. but you have a goal and yes living with your parents mm-hmm. is a big component to that like if you're in your 20s yeah you are probably living at home until you're in your late 20s early 30s right now like yeah it's don't say that well please i mean you got <laughs> I your love own my parents but. well then stop Getting fucking takeout every day. Okay. Like, at at, at the, like, (laughs) you know, people that complain that they can't afford real estate are spending money in stupid areas Mm -hmm. where it could be put into a savings account to be able to afford real estate. Right. So I know you want to buy a piece of real estate. Yeah. And you want to move out of your parents' home. Yes. It's not financially feasible at this moment. Mm hmm. The longer it goes, like the, as time elapses, and if you have the right habits, it will be achievable. Right. But if you're spending forty to fifty dollars a week on coffees and takeout, mm-hmm. that's forty to fifty dollars a week that be, could be going into an RRSP, mm-hmm. which will give you, I don't know, twenty five hundred bucks a year that you don't have right now, mm-hmm. and in four years that's ten thousand dollars. Okay. And with the government's RRSP plans, you could pull that out without paying tax on it. And that will be a good deposit to potentially buy some real estate. Maybe not in Milton or Toronto. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe in North Bay. Who cares? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, you buy a piece of real estate, it appreciates. Right. Real estate in the province of Ontario as a whole will appreciate 5 to 6% on average through peaks and valleys. Mm-hmm. So if you buy a $200,000 home, mm-hmm. right, because you need 5% down on a home. So that means with 10000 bucks with my savings of cutting out your crap, yeah. you should be able to save $10,000 in five years. Four years, three years, mm-hmm. side hustle, ask the boss for higher salary. No, don't do that. Um, <laughs> gave her ideas. Eh? <laughs> I know. But that, but those are little things. Like you can always ask your boss for more money. You can always cut out your takeout. You can call your cell phone provider and say, hey, I'm paying too much. Can you lower my phone bill? Mm -hmm. You call your insurance company and say, hey, why is my insurance so high? And go and shop it around. There are ways to cut out monthly expenses that you're currently spending money on Mm -hmm. that you don't need. Do you need the Kylie Jenner uh, makeup? Yes. 
Well, then you don't need to buy real estate. That's my answer. Well, if you, so back to that. Until you can afford to buy Kylie Jenner makeup and you own a piece of real estate, mm-hmm. don't complain about not owning real estate. Okay. So with the property that I have in North Bay, for example, that is cheaper than Milton and the GTA area, am I renting that out or am I living there? No. No, I'm renting renting that out. out. You become a landlord. Okay. You still might be living with your parents. Right. Or if you Nick decide, okay, honey bunny, I want to get to uh, a point in our relationship where Mm -hmm. we're taking the next steps, talking about a family. Mm Mm-hmm. So you go and rent something where you can afford and want to live, whatever. Okay. But meanwhile, you've got cash put aside Yeah. in that property. Okay. So I don't have to move to Every North month, Bay. Yeah. you've got a tenant paying down yeah. that mortgage. Mm-hmm. And every year, that property is appreciating 5 to 6%. So if you have a 200, we're going back to yeah. North Bay, $200,000 yeah. house. Okay. I don't know real estate North Bay at all. So <laughs> I'm going to assume a $200,000 home. Let's say it rents for $800 a month. Okay. Call it a thousand. Sure. Let's say a thousand bucks. On a $200,000 mortgage, your mortgage payment is probably around a thousand bucks. Okay. On every mortgage payment, approximately 45% of your mortgage payment is going towards the principal. So it's paying down 45 to 55, depending on the term and the, the interest rate. Call it half. Okay. So about half of your mortgage payment mm-hmm. is going towards the principal. So if you have a $190,000 mortgage, mm-hmm. every month that tenant is making a payment, $500 of that $1,000 payment is bringing down that $190,000. Okay. So in two months, now it's one. 89. Okay. In four months, it's 188 and so on and so forth. Right. And the property is appreciating about $10,000 a year. Okay. So in five years with compound interest, let's say the property appreciates $55,000. So that $200,000 house is now worth two fifty-five. Okay. You've had a tenant in there paying $1,000 a month, of which about $500 a month goes to paying down the mortgage. Mm-hmm. So about $6,000 um, a year is being paid down. Over five years, that's 30000 So from your original mortgage of one ninety, you now owe one sixty. Mm-hmm. The house is worth two fifty-five. You've got $95,000 with a $10,000 deposit. And five years' time. So if you start right. this now in five years, you could have 95000 bucks. You're still living where you want to live because you're renting or living with parents. Okay. But you've got a property now that you only owe 160 on that's worth two fifty-five. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe you say at that point, oh, I've got this property that's now got $95,000 worth of equity and it only cost me ten grand. Right. Why don't I do that again? So okay. now maybe you go back to the bank because your term was five years and now the mortgage is coming due. Okay. And you go to the bank and you say, hey, that property up in North Bay, the mortgage is coming due. I need new financing on it. Mm-hmm. My tenant is still there paying $1,000. Maybe now it's $1,200 a month. Okay. 
and I want to pull some of my money out of it to go and buy another property. I want to leverage right. that property and now go and buy another one. With the equity that I have. Correct. Okay. So now in 10 years' time, mm -hmm. you've got two or three or four of these $200,000 properties yeah. mm. that are all being paid down by tenants that are all appreciating conservatively 5 to 6% a year. Right. And there's your down payment on your first really nice house. And yes, it's a 10-year process, but you're 21. So to buy a really nice house at 31 right. and have four to $500,000 of equity to be able to do that okay. would be pretty powerful. Right. The problem is most younger people that are your age, and I'm 42 this year, so you're half my age. They read all this stuff. They watch all these TikToks and YouTube videos. Yeah. yeah. And there's people like me saying how to do it, what to do, what you should do. The problem is very few people actually do it. Yes. That's my, the problem. Myself included. Yourself included. Yes. You see it here. Right. I bought my first property when I was 24. Okay. And it was a total random thing. And I sold that property five years later. Mm -hmm. It wasn't my ideal property. I sold it five years later to buy the home that I'm actually still living in now with my wife and kids. Yes. And I was able to do that because of the equity in that property. I wouldn't have been able to buy my existing home without making that step. They're all stepping stones. Right. All right. So you got to start small. That was the... Short answer to <laughs> Millie's question. So you got to start small and work yourself up. You can't just... doesn't matter what it is. You have to build right. equity. And easiest way to build equity is through real estate. So figure out where and how okay. you're going to buy. Yeah. And just buy. Anywhere that I can afford. And anytime in the market. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. My next question is, I have seen a lot of things called closing costs and how do, does someone prepare for that? Because once you buy your house, you're all excited and everything, but once you're at closing, how does somebody prepare for that? Like how do I know how much I need? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to be blindsided. Uh, that's a good question. Um, depends on where the property is, how much the property is. Mm -hmm. um, typically, people budget like 4 to 5% for closing costs, you have your land transfer tax. So land transfer tax in the province are, are a set fee, but um, as a percentage. But if you're buying in Toronto, there is an additional land transfer tax. So it depends on where. Okay. And then every province uh, potentially as well. Um, but that's the importance of having a realtor that will actually walk you through the numbers and having a mortgage agent that tells you what you can actually financially get yes. from a lender. Right. So if your mortgage agent says, okay, Millie, lender A is willing to lend you a quarter million dollars. Okay. And you say to me, the realtor, okay, Ariel, I can get a $250,000 mortgage. Mm -hmm. If I spend the 250000 how much am I going to need for my deposit, my down payment, my 
land transfer tax, my lawyer costs. Mm-hmm. Um, there aren't a lot of fees. It's it's land transfer tax, your lawyer's fees to close on the deal. Okay. Adjustments in closing. So if the seller has prepaid property taxes for a few months, you got to pay them back. Okay. Um, and then potentially uh, title insurance for your mortgage. So chances are if you are a first-time home buyer and you're putting 5% down, mm-hmm. there's going to be mortgage insurance and title insurance to protect uh, protect you in the event that there's something wrong on title. Okay. So those are the, the costs. Lawyer costs wrap all of that up pretty much. Okay. 4 um, to 5% is what most people budget for but it depends where you live. So you talk to your realtor, realtor will have the map of all of the expenses for you. And um, going back on the mortgage question, um, will someone ever not be approved for a mortgage? Like, Sure. And then if what? If your credit sucks. Right. If your job sucks. Okay. If you're a credit criminal and you're borrowing money and not paying it back. Okay. You got to have good credit, good job. You got to have some money in the bank. Okay. Combination of all of the three. A lot of people that have maybe, let's say your credit report, your credit score is not the greatest. You made some mistakes as a teenager. You forgot to pay. Mm-hmm. Well, credit cards are weird. Some of them are, um, some of them report differently, but certainly cell phone companies report, but it doesn't show up on all of the reports. It's yeah. Um, but let's just say you miss some payments that are recurring like a loan. Okay. You had a loan on a car or a student loan. Yes. And you screwed up and you missed a couple of payments. It will affect yeah. your credit, but there's still potentially lenders out there that will lend you the money. Okay. Maybe at a higher rate or with different clauses. Right. Different conditions. There's catches um, on it. Potentially. Okay. So you got to be be careful. Mm-hmm. But yes, there is potential that you just get flat out declined. Um, and then have to build your credit? Find out why. Okay. Is it because of my credit? Is it because of my job? Is it be- why? Why? You know, just, like yeah. new immigrants sometimes have, have difficulties in, in getting loans because okay. they have no history. Right. Same thing with kids right out of school, right? Like you get yeah. out of university. Yeah. Maybe you had that, you know, whatever... $500 MasterCard that used to be great for going shoe shopping, but now, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, not so great anymore. Right. And if you had a $36 payment, it really wasn't in your head at that time that, yeah. oh, my payment of 36 bucks is due at the end of the month. I might, might have forgotten. Okay. So you got to find out why did I not get approved and then work towards building that over time. Potentially. So not getting approved, is that, could I get my parents to co-sign like would is that options or is it just flat out you're gonna have to wait well everybody's situation will be different of course but parents often co-sign for your first home they do okay they do and as i said earlier there is a lot of money being gifted generational real estate is happening generational generational gifting in real estate is happening Mm -hmm. a lot Yes. And maybe they want you out of the house just as much as you want to be out of the house, right? I'm sure they do. <laughs> so like, here's 20 grand, go go nuts or whatever. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, that's happening a lot. 
Right. I had a client not that long ago that his parents gave gave them as a wedding gift $100,000 to use towards uh, their first wow. home. Wow. So, yeah, it's happening a lot. Like they bought their home, I don't know, in 1993 for 150 grand, and it's worth 1.5 million now. Mm -hmm. They don't owe any money on it, so they get a line of credit on their home, or maybe they have the cash because they haven't been paying a mortgage for a while, and they say, "Okay, well, here you go, daughter. Here you go, son. Right. Uh, this is our gift to you. We want to see you." Um, investing in real estate. We know you can't do it, so here's the money. Right. It's happening a lot. But if that doesn't happen, they can certainly put their name on the dotted line. Mm -hmm. So if they have a job, they have good credit, they have equity in their home, instead of giving you money, yes. if you have money or your goal is to buy that property in North Bay yeah. just to get your name on title, mm -hmm. maybe they just sign on the dotted line that way they're responsible. So the bank looks at it as, okay, mm -hmm. Millie doesn't pay. One of my parents. Right. One of your parents. Okay. It will, however, affect your parents. Yeah. If payments aren't being made, it will report on their report. Okay. And it also is on their debt servicing ratio. So if they try to get any other credit, like another mortgage down the okay. road, yeah. this will now show up as a debt on them. So they have to they have to be in a good place financially and also know their goals over the next And that's even if they're not paying for it, if Correct. it's coming straight yep. out of me. Okay. Good to know. Their name goes on the mortgage, their name goes on title as well. Oh. Because most of the time when a lender will lend you the money mm -hmm. and they're saying, Okay, Millie, it's you and your dad and your mom yeah. that I'm lending the money to so I want all three of your names on the title as owners as well. Right. So it kind of trickles down to no Correct. payments. Okay. Yep. Um, and you mentioned the bank account situation. Uh, I did. Yes, a couple, couple questions ago. Um, so you did say that there are bank accounts that would help with down payments or you know RRSPs or whatever you said for homes. Okay. Okay. So what, besides just a regular, oh. besides just a regular savings account, like are there other accounts that people can put their money into that's not money just sitting there, like it's gaining interest or anything for it to help them? Yeah, it depends how much money there is. I mean, you know, there's so many thoughts that are out there in the marketplace do you invest in crypto? Do you invest in NFTs? Do you invest in stocks, right. GICs? Um, if you're saving towards your first house, throw cash in your pillow. I don't care what you do with it. And don't worry about interest on 10,000 bucks. Like okay. It's going to pay you so minimal to worry about Right. The interest that's coming in on that. Okay. Because you also want to have that money relatively liquid. So as you go, you might decide to pull that money out in a year because you found a house that you want to buy. Yeah. Or or maybe Nick says, hey, uh, I got an extra 10 grand I haven't been telling you about for the last three years. And I finally trust you to invest <laughs> with you. So let's buy a house together. Yes. 
uh, I'm kind of joking. That actually happens more often than you believe, right? Like, right. Okay. As as a new couple buying yeah. their first home, mm-hmm. you all of a sudden find out that there's money somewhere or right. that they owe money. That happens a whole lot too. Right. Oh, you didn't tell me your credit score is three. <laughs> okay. Um, that happens quite a bit. Right. So GICs are pretty safe. Okay. I like GICs myself, especially now when mortgage rates are going higher. GICs are going higher because banks need money to lend out. What's a GIC? Guaranteed Investment Certificate. I think that's what it means. (laughs) Someone look it up. Um, So basically the bank says, okay, lend us your $10,000. We'll pay you depending on how long you keep the money in and what kind of guarantees you're giving us on that money. And we'll give you 2% interest on that money. Okay. So you are Some, still gaining a little bit. You gain a little bit. Okay. Better than nothing. Right. So I guess it really doesn't matter which savings. Or as you're saving, yeah. talk about side hustles and having different lines of streams of income. Right. Maybe you're using that money and trying to multiply that money somehow. Yeah. So when you go home from work today, Mm-hmm. You invest in a lawnmower and you're going door to door trying to mow people's lawns to make an extra hundred bucks cash tonight. Right. And you're doing that all all week, every week. Yeah. So you pay back your lawnmower. And am I like going like really old school with this whole lawnmower? I don't know if anyone does that anymore. (laughs) I wish they did. My, My lawn needs some mowing. But you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Maybe, maybe you know, your friends that like to dress nicely and have straightened hair and good makeup for going out on the weekends, you know, the ones that get bottle service and go and party all weekend. Yeah. Maybe you can also invite them over to home, to your home to make them look good and charge them money to do it. That's true. So you invest, you know, maybe in a little side business or a side hustle or you go garage sailing, things like that. So those are options. I'm big on, like, literally, I have thousands of dollars sitting in a savings account that earns me, a checking account that earns me zero interest. Okay. Nothing. Right. It's not invested anywhere. Yes. Having said that, I do have investments all over. Of course. But I also have cash. Because cash is cash saved up in a checking account that is there. Okay. Because when an opportunity comes up, you want to have access to that. For sure. And if I invested in Facebook six months ago at a peak, Mm -hmm. and now it's worth half, now instead of 10,000, I have 5,000. Well, I know that. Or if I bought um, one of those ape NFTs that were selling (laughs) for $300,000 and now selling for 100. Yeah. Or Bitcoin, you could have bought Bitcoin back in 2017 for, I don't know, a few thousand bucks. And now it, and then it went up to 50, 60,000 and now back down to 30,000. So, right. Vol- so those are smart in vol- your opinion. Maybe. No. Oh, they're not? Are you listening? Yes, I am. But like you're saying. Cash. Like, 
Keep cash. You can have your money invested in all these places, but the volatility of them right. okay. That's true. are not going to help you. Well, yeah. If you got extra money and you don't want to buy real estate, yeah. then who cares? Risk it. Okay. But you don't want to risk the money that you're saving on your first home. No, and it's risky to Take save Take the cash, it. put it in your pillow, sleep on it good at night. Next question. Okay. Got it. Thanks. <laughs> okay. I have a couple more questions. Um, I mean, you kind of touched on this before, but does my credit score really impact yes. me? Get, okay. <laughs> Everybody should pull their credit score. If you don't already do it, Yeah. you should pull your credit score a few times a year. Pull it? What do you mean pull it? Go to Equifax.ca or TransUnion. There's all kinds of um, credit reporting companies that you can go online and get your report. So check it. Check your, okay. yes. Right. I have Credit Karma myself. Credit Karma is fine. Okay. Uh, Bank of Montreal even gives you free access to it on their app. Okay. Um, know what is in your credit report. Okay. Know what your score is and how that relates to the rest of your peers, the rest of your the industry, the rest of the country, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, right. A decent credit score. And you how know. long does it take for you to get a good credit? So someone who has never had a credit card before, doesn't pay any bills, say I'm fresh off the block. I just got my first credit card. Is it going to take me two years to like gain good credit if I'm like always on my payments and everything, you know, for a company to see or a, a lender to see, okay, she's been doing good or like how long does it take? Yeah. A 500000 or a $1,000 credit card isn't a lot for a lender to go by when they're lending you 250000 Right. Okay. So you take steps. Mm -hmm. You get that first credit card with a low limit. Okay. And now you prove to that credit card company, and usually it's it takes about a year. Yeah. You prove to that credit card company... Yeah, I've been paying you guys well for a year. Mm -hmm. The key is with a credit card, if you want to talk about credit cards, do yeah. you, you have a credit card? Yes. What's your limit? I have uh, two. I have one that's 1500 and I have yes. one that's 500 Okay. So. so the 500 you got first, I'm assuming? Yes. Right. And you started using that $500 credit card and yeah. paying it off. Yes. And then you had enough history with that credit card. Yeah that another bank or the same bank said, hey, Millie, you're pre-qualified for this yeah. new $5,000 credit card. And you're yeah. like, wow, yeah. I'm moving up in the world, 1000 bucks. Oh, man, better watch my shopping this weekend. <laughs> and then you use that for a year, and then they say, hey, you've been paying us well. Your limit's now $1,500. Right. Is that how it worked? Yes. Yes. So the key is use the credit card frequently. Okay. In fact, I have said this on past podcasts, and it's one of my biggest financial recommendations for anybody at any income level mm -hmm. and at any age. Okay. Pay for everything with your credit card. Okay. Absolutely everything with your credit card. Okay. And because, pay it off right away. But the key is not pay it off right away. Okay. The bank gives you free money in a 30-day statement. Okay. You know when you get your statement? Yes. There is a statement date and there right. is a payment due date. Yeah. Usually there are two weeks between the statement date and mm -hmm. the due date. They usually give you two weeks. Okay. 
The key is you just have to pay the full balance before your payment due date. Yeah. Full balance. Okay. Because when you pay your full balance, you pay zero interest. Right. I do know that. Free money. You're telling me I can buy shoes today mm -hmm. and not pay interest on it and not have to pay for it for three weeks? It's I'm The bank is saying, here's your 100 bucks. Yeah. Go and use it for the next. <laughs> pay me in three weeks. And it's you don't have to pay me any more than the $100. Right. But if you don't pay me in three weeks and you pay me in 22 days... You're going to pay me $105. Yes. From interest. Or $110. Mm -hmm. And then the interest starts accumulating. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and then you're like, um, yeah, I'm using my credit card a little too much. Yes. And I'm not paying it down enough. In full or enough? Full. Pay in it in full. full every month. Use it all the time. Okay. It helps you budget. Mm -hmm. Helps you understand exactly where you're spending your money yeah. without having to use too many accounts. Don't close any of your credit cards ever. Okay. Don't close any of the accounts. Okay. Because that will affect your credit score. Okay. The longer you have a credit card, the longer it's reporting to the credit bureau Okay. And the longer your account is in good standing, the better your credit is going to be. Right. Your score. So if I don't use it, just have it at a zero balance. Okay. And just don't touch it. Lock it away in a drawer okay. and just leave it there. And that's assuming there's no annual fees. I'm assuming there's not when it's a $500 card or a $1,500 card. They usually don't have fees. No, no fees, but the interest right. rates are pretty. Sure, High. 30%, 27%, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, um, but no annual fees. So if right. there were, so, make sure you pay them. So that $500 card, if I were you, yeah. pay it down to zero if it isn't already. Yeah. Lock that card away, never use it again, period. Okay. Pay for everything using your $1,500 card. Okay. Make sure whatever you're spending, you can pay back within right. your statement period date. Okay. If you can't, don't use it. Don't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. That's explanatory. And then, assume. like right now, if we're getting serious and right now you want to buy a home, yeah. look at your spending over the last 30, 60, 90 days, mm -hmm. maybe even go a bit further, mm -hmm. see where your money is being spent, look at your statements. Right. Oh, did I need yogan fruits five times <laughs> last month? Yeah. Right? <laughs> I don't know. Did I have to buy four pairs of shoes? Did I need this? Did I need to pay that? Right. Just always be aware. Things like cable bills, internet bills. Yeah. Insurance. See if you can chop things down. Yeah. Do I need my Netflix subscription? Do I need Us Weekly delivered to the house every month or whatever, <laughs> every week? Every week. Um, yeah. So your side hustles that you were saying, just to get a little bit more in depth, do you, I don't know if you can talk about personally or just your advice, every side hustle kind of put that money towards something or you're kind of just getting a whole bunch of lump sums of money and then you disperse it. You know what I mean? Like you're flipping. Yeah. It depends what your goal is, right? Right. Like I, 
I use my flip money yeah. to buy things that I want that I wouldn't buy because I don't like spending my money on stupid shit. Right. But I do like spending money on stupid shit if I have that extra money that I made from selling other stupid shit. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's my... It's like I love to gamble. I love to go to the casino. Right. I love playing blackjack. I love going to the racetrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love sitting down at Woodbine watching the horses and betting on the horses. Okay. I don't like losing money. No one does. So, well, yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Raise your hand if you enjoy losing money. Um, so, well, I'll give you an example. I won't give you the the numbers behind okay. it all. Okay. But I am into sports card collecting. I have been since I was about six years old. Oh, my gosh. And that was my side hustle when I was a kid. Okay. Uh, I used to buy, sell, and trade sports cards up until the age of... 42? Uh, 16. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was a cool kid. No, but... Um, Seriously, uh, until I got a car and a girlfriend, uh, that was what I did in all my spare time. And then you realized you have some... Uh, no, then I was spending my money on other stupid shit. Okay. Um, so I would buy sports cards and trade them for other sports cards or sell them off. And over time... Mm-hmm. And any profit I would then use for other stuff that I didn't have money to spend on. Okay. I do the same thing today. So I bought a sports card back, I want to say early 2020. Okay. So about two and a half years ago. Okay. And I saw it as an opportunity. I bought it in an auction on eBay. Okay. It is now worth about three times what I paid for it. Oh, my god! And we're not talking about a cheap card. It's a relatively higher-priced card. It's now worth three times. At one point, it went up to five times the value, and now it's dropped back a little bit like a lot of the markets have. Okay. It's now worth three times. So I actually just inserted it into an auction that's going to happen next month Mm -hmm. to sell it. Okay. There is a profit to be made. Out of that profit, some of it mm-hmm. is going to come home with me. Right. Some of it's going <laughs> into the bank, into the checking account that I don't okay. touch. Okay. It's just money there that if myself or my family, we, we want to buy something that we see as a good opportunity or as an investment, mm-hmm. the money is there. Okay. The other money I went and I bought more sports cards. <laughs> right. So I treated myself mm. and then I spent it on some more stupid shit. Right. If you consider that stupid shit. Well, no, because then you're just going to do the exact same thing that you did with the other Potentially. Maybe. You don't know. You don't know. Right. It's a risk. When you're buying in any market, Mm -hmm. whether it's real estate, but specifically stocks um, or something like crypto, Mm -hmm. NFTs, um, you have a lot of peaks and valleys in those markets. So it might be worth 100 bucks today and five bucks tomorrow. You don't know. Right. 2000 down the road. Potentially. Right. Potentially. <laughs> uh, next. Um, okay. So, wait, give me a second. 
trying to think of. I just had it in my head because it's actually not on here. Um, Did we get through all 20 questions? No, we didn't. We Flo, didn't. do we have any questions from the audience? Uh, we do have two. Okay. Oh, Let's are? answer questions yeah. from the audience here. Renter. So that's similar to your question. Rent yeah. or buy, does it depend on the market or somebody's financial situation? Yeah. Um, yes and no. Like we, we already addressed that a little bit, that I believe you should buy. Just find out where you can buy real estate. And I think that's smart. I don't think a lot of people think about that. They just think about their area and right. say, I can't afford it. So I'm just going to rent not say waste your money. You can always rent because it doesn't matter mm -hmm. if you have a $500,000 mortgage that's being paid down by a tenant. Right. You can still go and rent. The landlord, prospective landlord, as, you, as long as you pay the rent every month, they don't care that you're also a landlord. No, of course. So you can always rent. And the nice thing about renting is that you can move around a lot more freely than you can when you own. Mm -hmm. um, so having a property that's just there and being paid down. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it does depend on the market though, because like right now we're going into more of a buyer's market. So somebody that could only afford a $200,000 home um, you know, might have only been able to afford a condo a few months ago, whereas now maybe they can afford something that's a little bigger, like a townhouse. So at the peak of the seller's market, you know, buyers have a little bit more handcuffs on. Right. Um, and with that, how does, how does someone my age or in my generation kind of follow the market? So how do we know, besides just general knowledge and me, I'm lucky enough to be in the industry and have you guys. Yeah. But if someone does, doesn't know, but they are in my situation of wanting to buy or rent or move out in general, mm -hmm. how do I keep an eye on the market? Like, is there that, websites? That's actually is a there... really good question. I mean, um, there are now, mm -hmm. much like this one, some podcasts okay. that help educate the, you know, right. general public. Okay. I generally stay away or try to stay away from like the uh, bigger media conglomerates mm -hmm. because they're pushing a lot of the doom and gloom or the, yeah. you know, the raw, raw, like they're trying to get hits and viewers and readers and, and all that more than anybody, right? Yeah. So, um and I don't look at a lot of the statistics myself because statistics are very broad averages that have a lot of junk data in it. So, you know, again, talking to a realtor, talking to okay. a few realtors, these mm -hmm. are the people that do it every day. Right. And interviewing them. So as an example, if you want to hire a buyer agent, you want to hire an agent that's going to help you buy your first home. Yeah. Select a few. And meet them for a coffee or have a Zoom call. Okay. And ask their opinion. Okay. And if you start seeing the same answers, you'll know that okay, this is this is real. what's this is real. This right. is what's happening in the market. Okay. And you might jive with one of those people or really trust one of those people. Maybe you referred 
to okay. one of those agents so you have a little bit more of a connection mm-hmm. but these are the these are the people like as realtors we live and breathe this every single day yeah live time 24 mm-hmm. 7 so i can tell you exactly the pulse of the market at any given time right well that's helpful yes any other questions? and free well? and f- that is true and free <laughs> was there any other ones Comment. Said, this was really eye-opening. I'm Lindsay myself, so it's funny to see how impulsive buying adds up over time. Super useful tips. Thanks. Anytime. Yeah. Uh, it's it's about discipline. Right. And you know the funny thing about Gen Zers is you all talk about wanting to own real estate, but very few are actually doing the dirty work to get to that point. Right. I think people just think, I have to save up 50 grand. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Right. And you're screw getting it. deflated. Yeah, screw it. I'm right. just going to live with my parents and spend my money on whatever I want to spend it on. Right. Not paying rent at my parents' house. You know what I mean? Like there's... Oh, trust I me, think. I know what you mean. <laughs> at the age of 21, yeah. I started earning a six-figure salary. Oh and my gosh. I blew it all. Yeah. I blew it all for years. Right. On, well, I was 24 when I bought my first house. It was a $200,000 house that I put 5% down on. Okay. So I needed that 10000 call it fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 with the closing costs we talked about. Okay. Needed another 5000 bucks to buy a TV and a couch. And that's literally all the furniture <laughs> I had for quite some time. Right. <laughs> pretty well until I moved out. Um, But thousands of dollars were spent on vacationing, on partying, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, I remember for my cousin's 21st birthday, he's five years, six years younger than me. Mm -hmm. We went to Las Vegas. We got the penthouse suite. We went to the clubs, (laughs) got bottle service, did some gambling, went to see some shows, went to the nicest restaurants, Mm -hmm. thousands of bucks just (laughs) thrown out the window. Yes, life experience, but could I have bought another house or a better house than what I did had I saved all yeah. that money that I blew? The answer is yes. Well, you can still do that as long as you have your ducks in line, you know, and not it's just... It's all about your own expectation and your own realizations. Right. If if you want to own a home, you currently don't own a home, mm-hmm. and you know to get that home mm-hmm. for the next two years, you got to eat dog shit. You yeah. can't have the McDonald's double cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. You can't have the McDonald's iced coffee every morning. Right. You can't have the Starbucks treat. You can't wear, what is this that you're wearing? Aritzia. Aritzia. Is Aritzia yeah. expensive? Fairly, yes. <laughs> the, the sweater is Aritzia. I'm going to say the sweater is maybe $70. 70. 70, 70, yes. That looks to me, no offense, no different than something you would get at H&M. No, and you easily could. And how much would a sweater like that at H&M cost? I'm going to say $19.99. 20 bucks? Yeah. So you, there's $50. <laughs> yeah. How many times in a year would you buy something like that? It is nice, and I like the color. Thank you. And it probably will hold up a little bit better than right. maybe 
Maybe they're made in the same fucking factory. I don't know. You know what? They probably are. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, um, your car. Yeah. You didn't get the most lavish car. No. But you didn't get the cheapest one either. No, for sure. I didn't get my Porsche Cayenne that I want. Well, but <laughs> maybe if you own three or four investment properties, you could right. because then your vehicle becomes deductible because you end up running around to all those properties. So then you lease your Porsche Cayenne for sure. against the income that those properties are generating. Right. And you being a business owner and talking about your side hustles, do you encourage entrepreneurship with people like my age? Or do you think just, you know, get a full-time job, you're stable? Everybody's different. Yeah. but My, like... my father mm-hmm. was a shitty entrepreneur. Okay. He was an excellent electrician, but he was a shitty entrepreneur. Okay. The problem was he didn't like to work for anybody, so he had no choice. Yeah. If he doesn't want to work for somebody, you only can be an entrepreneur. Right. Yeah. You got to decide what what works for you, what doesn't work for you. Some people love having side hustles like me. Mm-hmm. I very seldomly, I mean, I have sometimes lately just crashed on the couch and binge watched TV shows late at night or on a day off or whatever. Yeah. But usually I don't watch a lot of TV. Usually I'm looking around the house Mm -hmm. for something to sell on Facebook Marketplace. Right. Like, can I take a picture of my old golf shoes, which I was meaning to do yesterday and I didn't. (laughs) It was Father's Day. Give me a day. Give me a break. Okay. Day off. (laughs) Um, Take a picture of those golf shoes, throw it on Facebook Marketplace and have somebody pick it up for 20 bucks tonight. Right. I'm not going to wear those ever again. This Aritzia sweater, if you wear that for more than 12 months, I would be shocked. I definitely will not. Right. Yeah. So what happened to the sweater like that that you bought 12 months ago? Where is it? In my closet. Right. And when are you going to wear it again? Never. Why wouldn't somebody else pay you for that sweater? Right. And I think that is a very common side hustle that people do nowadays is selling. That's entrepreneurship. Right. But I'm not going to start a business on selling my clothes. Am I? I don't know. You do whatever the <laughs> hell you want. You want to own property? Yeah. No, I get it. Do something. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's the gist of everything is. You go to your mom and dad. You live at home. Yes. You go to your mom and dad. Yeah. You've lived in the same house for how many years? Ten. Ten years. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you they have crap around the house yeah. that they are too lazy to get rid of, but know they need to get rid of it. Right. That actually has value. Right. Hey, mom. Hey, dad. You got any crap around the house that I can sell for a few extra bucks? Right. I'll, I'll sell it and I'll give you a cut. <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> don't give them a no. cut. Just take, take. The, yeah, first start off. I'm, I'm going to the Salvation Army. Do you have any stuff you want to donate? And they see it on right? Facebook the next they day. See it. <laughs> hey, Millie, uh, that looks like my root sweater that I gave you to donate to the Salvation Army. Yeah, well, I sold it for twenty bucks, <laughs> and I just bought this Aritzia sweater for seventy. Well, and I think um, a, I think a big thing. I remember when you interviewed me. One of your questions was, "Do I watch any real estate HG, shows, HGTV, HGTV shows? shows, anything?" And I see, I still do, and I see a lot of fixer upper shows. Constant. Like, Where's my phone? <laughs> your phone's right there. Constant fixer upper shows, and like that's like people just buying a home in North Bay, fixing it up, and selling it, or 
renting it out or whatever. Is that a smart? No. Okay. <laughs> Personal opinion. Yeah. Everybody might have a different opinion. Okay. First of all, you've never been in, unless you're in that industry. Right. Like if you're a contract, if you work for a contractor and you meet a flooring person, a tile person, you meet a painter, mm-hmm. like you've got a connection of yeah. network that you can bring together to make that happen. Yeah. Otherwise. If you don't know what you're doing, it, don't do it. Don't do it. Right. Don't even think about it. Okay. It's a big financial investment mm-hmm. that could potentially not return on that investment if mm-hmm. you don't know what you're doing. Yeah, that's true. If you don't have the right style or design choices, um, you might not be appealing to the audience of home buyers. Um, and more often than not, people get screwed by bad contractors. Especially right. if you don't have a relationship with them. Guys not showing up on time, products mm-hmm. or materials that are delayed. Right. Um, jobs not done properly, not done 100%. Yeah. They leave the job before it's completed. Um, there's so many variables. So right. just buy a home, get it tenanted, be a landlord, be happy with that. Start with one, start okay. small, start where it's affordable. That's my advice. Smart. It's good advice. It's like you're a realtor or something, you know? It's crazy. Not, not just a friendly face. Not just a friendly face. All right. <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's it too. That was really good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Bye, TikTok. Bye, TikTok. See you soon. Pleasure is <laughs> all mine. Thank you. It was really helpful. Good. Thanks a lot. I'll be up in North Bay if you want to catch me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you everyone for watching episode 190 of KT Confidential. I hope that helped and I hope it answered all of your questions because I know it answered mine. Stay tuned for episode 191.